Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Spiritual Warfare Series Part 3, we want to talk about the spirit of worldliness. The spirit of worldliness. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 5 first. The spirit of worldliness. Romans chapter 5, verse 5, and it reads, And hope maketh not a shame. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Who put the love of God in our heart? By the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So what type of love that the Holy Ghost puts in our heart? He puts in that agape love, that unconditional love. That unconditional love for what? The unconditional love for the things of God or the foundation of God or the landmarks of God. When we're talking about landmarks, we're talking about foundation. Um, A house, uh, if the foundation has not been placed properly, That whole house, even though it may look pretty and nice, but eventually that house will either shift or cave in or fall because of the foundation was not laid properly. So that love of God has been shared in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. He puts that agape love or that foundation or that landmark in our hearts. God has foundation. God has landmarks. Go to Proverbs 22 and 28. Proverbs 22, 28 says, remove not the ancient landmark or foundation which our fathers have set. Now, we're living in a generation, a time of spiritual warfare, of a generation that has no concept of foundation or landmarks of the things of God. Why is that? Because in the baby boomer generation, which is usins, <laughs> usins uh, baby boomers, we removed certain landmarks or foundation of the church because of the spirit of worldliness. The baby boomer Christians, they were in the church, but they was full of the world. So have that spirit of worldliness, they removed certain landmarks and certain foundation that God has placed in the body or placed in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So that's why we are now in, in, in a society or generation now 
that has no concept, no uh, understanding of the things of God. They call good, bad, and bad good because the foundations have been removed. Go to Deuteronomy 19 and 14. Thou shalt not remove the neighbor's landmarks, which they of old time have set in thy inheritance. We, we can acquire our inheritance when foundations have been laid. God is not going to allow inheritance to come in our life when the foundation has been broken. Because he's a God of order. He does everything decently in order. So foundations is very important. Landmarks are very important to God. That's foundation and landmarks, that is the love of God. Okay? Which they old time has said in thy inheritance, which thou shalt inherit in the land, that the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. Deuteronomy 29 and 19. 29 17, I'm sorry. Cursed be he. Now look at this. The reason why the baby boomers' children, children have been cursed is because they remove foundation. See, this is. Is this what's happening now in our society? Is it all goes back? You just rewind and go back, and it all goes back to God. Why certain things, certain curses that are on certain generations? Because in this case, the landmarks, the foundations were removed. And he says, his cursed be he that removed his neighbor's landmark. And all the people say, shall say amen. So curses come about when foundations have been removed. And so why are foundations removed? Because of the spirit of worldliness. The spirit of worldliness uh, removes foundation. Satan wants to, wants to destroy biblical foundations by normalizing sin. Are you getting this? Satan wants to destroy biblical foundation by normalizing sin. Because when it comes to foundation, foundation or landmarks in the kingdom or in the church, they are considered, they are what is called absolutes. And when it comes to God, there are absolute. There is not, there's not a gray area. God is either, I'm not talking about skin color. I'm talking about an absolute. God is either black or white. There's no gray area with God. His absolute foundations produces absolute. So absolutes never changes. All right. It doesn't matter what you think or how you think or how you criticize or how you view the church, God is not going to get rid of his church. Because that's the church is a, a landmark. It's a foundation. So you can criticize the church. You can criticize and, and 
The church is not this building. The church are the people. So God, and so you can have all kind of, uh, you can be disgruntled against the church, how the people are in the church, whatever. God is not, listen to this. This is where people get confused. God is not going to destroy the church. Because the church is his landmark, his foundation. And even though you can try to remove the church, once you remove, once you place in your mind because of some offense or some whatever you viewed at the church, and you want to remove the foundation or the landmark of God, the church, curse coming on your life. Because God is going to get rid of the church. He died for the church. All right? God will wash the church. God will cleanse the church. But God is not going to destroy the church. So it doesn't matter how you feel, whether you got problems with the church, whatever, or what your friends got problems with the church. God is not going to destroy the church. I tell you what, God, the more you come against the church, more the curse will increase in your life. Are you here with me? People got quiet on Thursday night. I hope everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. So Satan wants to destroy biblical foundation by normalizing sin. My foundation and my landmark when it comes to the creation of God is that he created a man and a woman. So when they bring homosexuality before my eye, it messes with my foundation. You're trying to get my foundation to be removed. Because if my foundation is removed, a curse will come upon me. So the enemy is trying to attack our foundation. And we live in a generation now that has no foundation when it comes to the things of God. And why is that? Because that was brought about because of the baby boomer. Because the baby boomers produced this in this generation through the spirit of worldliness. So now somebody said, what is the spirit of worldliness or the spirit of the world? Now listen. Now, it's not what you think it is. The spirit of worldliness is what's being produced now in the children's children of the baby boomers. And the spirit of the world is, or worldliness is, false love. False love. What is false love? The spirit of worldliness is false love. False love is if you love me, you will allow me to do whatever I want to do. So the Satan is using, and that spirit of worldliness attack our foundation. That's why it all stemmed, it came out of the baby boomers because the baby boomers went against their parents or the veterans' foundation 
when it came to the things of God. So the baby boomers walked in the spirit of worldliness, of false love, and they would say to their parents, if you love me, then you will allow me to do what I want to do. And if since you not allow me to do what I want to do, then you don't love me. And then that was reverberated down to down to this generation where the spirit of worldliness is so strong now. If you love me, you allow me. It is equating true love with getting my way. So now they are legislating laws in this country that a man can go into a female bathroom and look at your little daughter and your little granddaughter. And if you object to that based on your foundation, they will say, hold up. You don't really love me. Because if you love me, I should have sex with a child. This is the spirit of worldliness. This is what the church has allowed to be manifest. And the reason why this curse now is here is because we allow Satan to attack our foundation and our landmark. We felt, we, uh, we had an opinion, we ain't got to do all this in church. We don't have to, we, we don't have to do, we ain't, ain't got to do all this. We can do, we can do this and we can do that. Our foundation, our landmarks were effective. So really the ultimate, the underlying thing of this false love, false love is based upon a person fulfilling their lust. That's the spirit of worldliness. It's a it's 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 a false, false love is based upon a person, upon a person fulfilling their lust. Go to first John chapter four, one to twenty. This is a spiritual warfare battle. This is what we got to battle. This is what we got to do a war against. So that's why our children and our grandchildren are responding the way they are when we try to give them absolutes is because we allow the devil to remove our foundation. And so now the spirit of worldliness is here. And now they have this false love that if you really love me, then you will accept me as a homosexual. And we hear this, we, 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 we hear this from parents, you know, well, you know, I love them. So, you know, well, I guess, you know, I have to accept them. And this is false, this is the spirit of worldliness. This is false love and false love is only fulfilling their own lust because the absolute, the foundation, the landmark of God is homosexuality is a sin. And it's not because homosexuality, homosexuality ain't nothing but a form of fornication. That's all it is. It's another level of fornication. It's another, it's another level of sexual promiscuity. That's all. But we allow 
we allow the landmark and the foundation to be removed in the church, starting from the baby boomers era on down, because we allow, hey, look, this is how we did it. We allowed it. We're not getting married. Let's just shack up. Remove the foundation. Curse came. We didn't want to get married. I ain't got, I ain't got to do what my parents did. We ain't got to get married. We just lived together. Can I get a witness from somebody? That's why all this stuff is happening. And if we don't get a hold of the word and come back to God and put back those landmarks, it's going to get, like my friend used to say, it's going to get worse. I used to tell him, there's no such word as worse. It's worse. But he, he was from West End of Louisville. So, what you expect? So that's how that's how foundations and landmarks were removed because we were baby boomers during the, during the 60s and 70s during the sexual revolution. It wasn't a revolution; it was a damnation. We didn't we, we didn't need to we didn't get married, you know. I, I want to try it out first, see how it worked. So we so so and 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 getting married is an absolute to God. But we removed that landmark, that foundation. All right? Because we didn't know that it was that was God's love shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We wanted our love. False love. So, curse came with that. Then, I used to hear in the 70s, it's from a bunch of ignorant parents, would say, I'd rather for my child to smoke weed at home then to wasn't that stupid i've had to smoke weed at home this is stuff we said in the 70s can you believe we said that stuff in the 70s <laughs> this is stuff we said i'd rather i'd rather smoke weed i'd rather put my child to smoke weed in front of me at house than be somewhere a landmark was removed and a curse came this is all go back. Just, just rewind. Look at your life and look at all the, the stuff in your life. All you got to do is rewind and go back and remind yourself when you remove the landmark of God out of your life. Oh, y'all don't want to work with me. So it's the spirit of the world. It's a false love. And so then we would say, you know, you, you should love me. Hey, I'm like God. There's some people I love, some people I hate. Jacob, he loved. Esau, he hated. So, uh, and, and, then, and then we coined this phrase, well, love the sinner and not the sin. How can I love the sinner who's in sin? See, the devil have you, 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 you say dumb stuff. And don't even realize because you heard something, you heard mama them say it. And you never went to the word to find out. And uh, no, you don't love the sinner and don't love the sin. You tell the sinner to do what? Repent. 
That's what you do. You tell them to repent. Not I'm going to love. Love is, love is not the cure-all for everything. Repentance. When you is, it's not love. I just got to love them. What, what, what happens when people say that? That's the spirit of worldliness. That's false love. That's not true love that's shared upon our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's false love. Well, I, I, I just love them. I just, you know, understand them. No, no, you need, if you love them, Paul says, because I speak the truth in love, now I become your enemy. True love is telling them the truth. You need to repent or you're going to hell. But we don't think that's love. Why is that? Because that type of love, I don't have nothing to fulfill, no, no lust of mine. I'm telling the truth. False love, I'm fulfilling the lust. Are you hearing me? False love, I'm fulfilling a lust. I want you to make a stamp of approval of me in sin. So I don't want to hear no absolute, I don't want to hear no landmarks and no foundations. So now we are in this generation now that they definitely walk in false love. This is, a, this is the spiritual warfare we are now. They walk in false love because certain landmarks have been removed. So now they have normalized the sin of homosexuality as normal. Being married is abnormal. What? You... You waiting to get married? That's not normal, brother. That's, you weird. And how did this all come about? Because landmarks foundations were removed. And so, so now Satan has attacked our foundation. And so now end time scriptures are being fulfilled. The Bible says they'll, they'll call good, bad, and bad, good. So now the normal, and now well, since they have made sin as normal, because you, you, you can't say anything about homosexuality because you got a bunch of heterosexuals who live together. They have, they fornicate, they're not married. And everybody say, that's normal. Oh, Jesus. So, 30, 30, 40 years ago in this country, you never would imagine that this country would legislate same-sex marital union. 40 years ago, never been thought of. No, you, you crazy. Not in America. Now, it's normal. It's so normal that the 2021, uh, what, BET Awards, Lil Nas, Got out there and did his tongue kissing with two other men. Yeah, BET is normal because, hey, Madonna did it a couple years ago and everybody applaud. Because now sin is normal. Holiness is abnormal. And that's the spirit of worldliness. 
That's a spiritual warfare we have to battle. And to add on to it, they say terms and phrases like, you can't judge me. And Christians, <laughs> Christians don't even Christians don't even realize that they're using the word to fight the believers. Christians, when people say, "Well, you can't judge me," Christians will cow down like, "Well, yeah, you're right. I can't." No, they're not right. The Bible said it is appointed man wants to die, and then what? The judgment. So everybody is heading towards judgment, either in this life or life after. And the Bible has given us authority as believers. We, 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 we are going to judge angels. Yes, we have the authority to judge someone as long as you're not in the same sin as they are. That's what he's talking about, that you can't judge. But if you're not in that same sin and they're in there, judgment, New Testament only simply means correction. I'm correcting you, especially if you're a believer. Now, especially, now we don't judge the world. And this is where we've been missing it. We don't judge the world. We only judge the household of faith because the world is already judged. Damnation, hell. But we judge the believer, all right? The house of faith. We correct each other. But if you have the spirit of worldliness, this false love, well, you can't correct me because if you correcting me then you don't love me and you know married couples got to watch that they don't run that game on each other because when one spouse correct another spouse and they don't like that spirit of world is following then they like well do you really love me ain't got nothing to do with love it got something to do with what you doing at this time you need to be corrected. If you say you're a child of the living God, you should be able to be corrected. So spouses run that little game on each other. And then that little game that they run, is the spirit of wellness. It's false love. They saying that because they want to fulfill their lust. So they run that guilt game, cast that guilt straight to hell, say, I cast it in hell in Jesus' name. I'm not, feel, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You ain't running that game on me. No, 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 no. Ain't got nothing to do with love. You know I love you because that's why I'm correcting your butt. Because I love you. Because if I didn't love you, go to hell. Oh, y'all don't want to work with, what's wrong with y'all? We got. We need some bold Christians. Quit being whippy, nippy. Quit letting the world use the word against us. 
they beating us up with the word. It's like, hold up. That ain't right. Oh, Jesus. So the true crime is judging, not the act the person has done, but judging that act. They, 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 they look at you judging the person, but you need to judge the act. So false love says, uh, uh, cause you won't allow me to fulfill my lust, then you don't love me. Children run that game on parents. And you got Christian parents fall for that crap every time. Well, you know, I, you know, I love you. You know, I love you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. I'll buy you another car. How's that? Even though you destroyed the other four, but I'll buy you because know, I want to show you how much I love you. Go to hell. I'm not receiving that. Not the person go to hell. I'm not receiving. We, we need some bold Christians. No, there is an anointing. God taught me this years ago. There is an anointing in no. But you got little four, five, six-year-olds running these games on their parents and stuff. Use the word against them. And it ain't nothing but the spirit of the world. It's false love. They want to fulfill their lust. So they run that little bit again. I love it. Let, let, me, let, me, let me show you how much I love you. Right. I'll show you how much I love you. <laughs> so foundation is being removed. And we talk about, and these, and have you heard first John chapter four? All right, I need to get, get back there. Ooh, Jesus. Yeah, I love you. I love you, all right? Yeah, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids could tell you. I showed a whole lot of love towards them. Sure. I showed so much love. I got some kids are still recuperating from my love. <laughs> They still recuperating. <laughs> they in their late thirties and still say, "I still feel daddy's love." <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Glory be to God. Cause you know, hey, 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 parents, you know, you, you, you know, you got to give an account to God about how you uh, loved your children. You gonna have to get well, well, Lord. I I didn't want to lose them, whatever. Yeah. That's one. That's one crown you ain't getting. You ain't getting. But 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 but, but Lord, I I I didn't want them. I didn't want them to hate me. Because how many of y'all know when you stand before Jesus, you will not be able to pull out your little book. And how I have all your lists of excuses to run to him. To run by him. He's he, he not going to hear excuses. We're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. To give an account 
that everything we did since we were born again, whether it was good or bad, we have to give an account. Why? For e eternal inheritance. So he's not going to, he's not going to, you can stand before Jesus. But oh, Lord, I didn't want to lose that love. <laughs> and God, he, God loses your love every day. Okay, no, can I get a witness? You so worried about your child, you want to lose their love, and God said, well, what, 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 what about me? I'm your parent, and I'm losing your love every day. You, you know, I want you, because Jesus said, if you love me, this is the principle, parents, you need to have towards your children. If your children say, do you love me? If you love me, you would do what I say. But we got so many neutered down, whipped down, beat up, worldliness parents, Christian parents, and their children run over because they want to lose their love and not realizing you're damning their soul to hell. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in baby daddy, baby mama drama series. All right. You just, you just damn your child right to hell because you don't want to correct them. And the word of God says that a godly correction lets you know that you're not a bastard, an illegitimate child. That lets you know you belong to God. When God corrects you, you can let, I'm still with the Father. Hallelujah. Right. Because if I ain't getting no correction, <laughs> oh, Jesus. First John chapter four, beloved, believe not every spirit. When he's talking about beloved, he's talking about believers, Christians. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirit. Try the spirit. Every spirit that enter into your life, just don't believe it. Believe them, try them. Try to see if they are of God or not. Just don't believe in receiving this. Oh, come on, come on. No, try the spirit. Make sure they don't have the spirit of worldliness and they have the spirit of the love of God. All right? Try to spread it whether they are of God. That's why a lot of our relationships went to pot and went to hell because we didn't try those folks that came in our life. We just, we just quickly went to bed with them and not realizing that we were establishing soul ties with these individuals and we didn't realize all the torment because we didn't try the spirit. And the reason why a lot of us don't try the spirit because a lot of us can't wait. We in a hurry, and anytime you in a hurry, the devil say, "I got you." Because let me tell you something about Satan. This is what you got to realize about Satan: we're not glorifying him; we're just identifying our enemy. The devil can wait a long time to get you. He can wait, 
He can do something that Christians can't do. The devil can wait. He'll wait. He'll wait. So he said, because many false prophets are going out into the world. So how did these people, how did these individuals remove the landmarks and the foundation in their lives to, to cause this false love to come? The foundation cannot be removed unless there is a false prophet. And when I'm talking about a false prophet, I'm not just talking about somebody from the pulpit. I'm talking about a false prophet like your, your favorite entertainer. <laughs> your auntie, your uncle, your friend, whoever. But a lot, a lot of us, lot, you know, you, you know, we as black people, we trust more of our entertainers than we do mom and daddy. Amen. That's a false prophet. In the 70s, baby boomers, while we remove landmarks and foundations, the devil worked through our music. Where we didn't, we, we removed certain landmarks and foundations and absolutes. And the music, people don't realize how much music can have an effect on you so strongly. It brings about a feeling upon you. Satan, who when he was Lucifer, he was in charge of the music part. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel, instruments were birthed out of him. So that's how the devil, one avenue that he uses to be more effective to get landmarks and foundations removed, he uses music to bring curses upon you. Because we listen to those music, that, that music, whether it's, it, it doesn't matter what, what type of music. If you say, well, I'm in the country music. Oh, yeah, he, he can use country music. Yeah, he could use it. Well, I'm, I, 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 I'm into classical music. Oh, he could use classical music. He is in charge of all any music that does not glorify God is the devil. Whether it's rhythm and blues or hip hop. If it don't glorify God. And nowadays, you got to watch gospel music because <laughs> we see those sisters like mary mary with them tight jeans on and doing their saying yeah uh-huh yeah and all of a sudden you kind of sense a, a a spirit of sensuality coming off them it's like what is this you know your boy kirk franklin who now wear dresses Mm, yeah, yeah, wear dresses. You know why is that? Because when Kirk Franklin first started, Kirk Franklin was anointed. But as time went on, he made a statement that the church needs to repent and apologize to the homosexual community and how they treated it, how they stayed to the absolute. Landmark, foundation removed. 
Kirk's coming on. And now Kirk Franklin's son, who is a homosexual. When I get into the Queen of the Coast next week, we'll get more deep into this. But since all this homosexual stuff, it's not what you think. It's, it's not about love. No, it's not about love. Whenever absolutes are removed, the curse is coming. Oh, Jesus. Because the spirits, you didn't try the spirits. A false prophet came in and prophesied that you, we need to remove the landmarks and the foundation. <laughs> and we, we, this is spiritual warfare. This is stuff we got we to gotta battle against. But we got to understand our enemy to battle it. And, we, and Satan uses music. How can you have a girl, that preacher girl, who's so anointed, Tasha Cobb? How can she said God told her to cut an album with Mickey, what's her name, Mickey Minaj? Are you serious? That spirit of lust chick? That's a, that's a lust for demon. And God told this anointed girl, she's the one that uh, has some powerful song. And God told her, God told her to go to Satan and get Satan to repent. But we, 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 we see that. We, we, we get into all that and we're like, wow. Like Kim Burrell a couple of years ago went to that, that vulgar, foul devil, R. Kelly, and said that our brother needs prayer. He needs to come in. So he came in for a little while. He cut a little a gospel album and everybody like, and then all of a sudden he came out with the nastiest record after that. You got people ain't trying the spirits. They ain't trying to spirit. And the main, there's this one brother, oh man, me and my wife, we fell for this brother years ago till God started opening our eyes, that Tyler Perry. He was an open gay guy until Juanita Bynum invited him on her show and started promoting all his gay live shows and touch the soulless rim of those Christian women. And they put that money out and made that gay. But now he, 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 he cause if you think about it, look at Tyler Perry movie, all the Medea movie, all the Christian saved folks look stupid, but you got this gun toting, cussing, anti-God grandma who's given false wisdom. wisdom. But we sat there, we got mesmerized. Oh, this is God. Because we didn't try the spirit. Landmarks were removed. And the book of Leviticus said that no man should put on female clothing. Well, we, we Tyler Perry, oh, he, he's anointed Tyler Perry. Because yeah. we don't try the spirit. 
And this next one, which is my favorite. I hated this movie before I came into Revelation with this movie, but I hated this movie. Everybody pumped this movie, especially, especially you females. Y'all pumped this movie up. I hated this movie. Just because how they depicted the black man. And that's the color purple. And y'all didn't even realize the answer to the man beating, raping the female was lesbianism. Shug like it. And that's what that movie came out here. All the sisters living together. And y'all didn't try the spirit of that. And here, Mr. Over, he was the only master. He was an alpha male and the whole thing. He left, he left them all to themselves. Go on over there. But what we, we looked at him as a bad black man. White men did that to the black female. Not no black man. Black female, black female never had no issue with her man. Why? We ain't had nothing. We didn't have nothing. How are you going to have issues with her? She's in slavery and I'm in slavery. What, we gonna, what issues we going to have? That was a Steven Spielberg, one of them fake Jews, made that movie and pumped it, that lesbianism spirit. And you women said, and y'all sat down and cried over there. And it was nothing but promoting lesbianism. Oh, Jesus. Spiritual warfare. And I do believe that movie right there, that's when uh, hatred towards the black man, the man came even stronger among our sisters. Because what Mr. did, and Mr. was the only right one in the whole movie. Because you had Harpo, who was that effeminized brother, Oprah was that masculine sister. And then you had uh, Whoopi was uh, the, the fellow that was Suge. Suge like honey. And that was lesbianism all there. And y'all sat out there, instead of giving your tithes to God, y'all paid for and bought that ticket and all that and watched that and cried. And because all this is da, 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 da. Ah, Jesus. They don't want to work with me, man. They don't want to work with me. It's the devil. When are, you, when are we going to stop letting the devil run a game on us? When are we going to get to the word? Like I told people on Tuesday night, you, the devil deceives you white folks through white supremacy, and he deceives us through illiteracy towards the word. The devil deceives y'all thinking y'all supreme better than everybody. Y'all going straight to hell. And then got us the illiterate the word, and we going straight there. Because <laughs> they ain't tried the spirit. Verse two. I got to wrap this up. I got to go home. <laughs> I got to go. I got to go. Because Nicole is back now, and I can kick back. <laughs> Because brother man been working this week. <laughs> I did some serious interceding. <laughs> Bring her home, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop. Get back in the spirit now. All right. 
Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is coming to the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist where you have heard Antichrist against the anointing. Against Christ, against Jesus. Wherever you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. The Antichrist spirit is here now. I used to preach years ago, the end time is coming. We are in the end time. The end times is about homosexuality. This is, going, this is a homosexual nation. If you study scriptures, whenever a nation became homosexual, they were destroyed. As Rome. Homosexual, it's not about love. Those uh, uh, Caligula and Nero and all of them, they killed Christians in the, the arena. They burned up. They, homosexuality has something to do with violence. And any nation that ever became or was homosexuality promoted, not homosexuality being promoted, there was an opportunity of repentance. But whenever pedophilia is in there, that's Baal worship. Having sex with children. And I'm telling you, I preached this years ago when we was in Nicholasville. I said, it's going to be legal in this country. No, Pastor, no, it's going to be. State of Kentucky is already trying to pass law that you can have sex with a newborn. But see, the reason why y'all y'all don't know all this, y'all y'all ain't tried to spirit because y'all into uh, love and hip hop and Atlanta Housewives and the final basketball game. You the devil got y'all distracted all that, and you ain't trying to spirit. They trying to pass the law here in Kentucky because some sick, demented psychologist who had a sex with a baby they said when the baby cried. The baby was having an orgasm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So pedophilia, once pedophilia becomes legal, judgment. There, there's a level of judgment on this country. I'm telling you right now, I know you live in, we live in America. You think land of the free, home of the brave, and white flag, the flag, and all that kind of stuff. This country is going to be destroyed. That's why you need to get right with the Lord. This country is going to be destroyed. Because whenever a society promotes homosexuality, pedophilia, whatever, and rebellion, God allows another nation to destroy that nation. As Rome, as Babylon, as Israel. We are not exempt. Why, why do we think God, we live in America? We live in America. Ain't nobody can defeat us. Mm. Mm. We wave our fist to God. You can't touch us. <laughs> we'll see. And this is the spirit of Antichrist where you have heard that it should come even now already is in the world. Verse 4. Ye are of God, little children. And have overcome them because great is he that is in you 
than he that is in the world. The he that is in the world is Satan. The he that is in you is the Holy Ghost. They are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world, and the world hears them. So when you speak world, spirit of worldliness, the world hears you. That's why it is, it is, it's a bad, it's a sad indictment on a believer to speak worldly stuff to, to co-sign homosexuality. And there's a lot of Christians, a lot of preachers getting up there talking about, oh, well, you know, God loves everybody. And I can't, I can't judge or whatever. The world hears them. But when you stand on absolutes, landmarks, and traditions and foundation, the world ain't going to hear you because you're not of the world. You're not having the spirit of worldliness. That's false love to fulfill their lusts. And we in our and, 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 and black African-American community, we had so much worldliness in our families that we didn't deal with issues in the family with absolutes. We brushed it under the rug or we looked the other way where we should have, if we had more masculine men, because you got a masculine man in the family, anybody try to, you know, come here, come here, girl, what you doing over here? Don't actually come. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> come, come, come here, girl. What, what, what are you talking to that boy for? What are you talking to him for? What are you talking to him for? See, that's a masculine man. What are you, what are you talking to him for? Well, you know, he's a, you, I don't know nothing. I know you need to go in the house. Why is that? Because I, as a male, I know male. I know what they want. Males are dumb. They're stupid. They only want to get their lower head fulfilled. So they will put on some false love to fulfill their love. So as a masculine man, I know that. So I'm here to protect her. Get in the house. But I don't. I don't want see see this is a feminized man. I don't want to do that because I don't want to lose her love. Route you going you're gonna lose it. So that's what happened in our family. A lot of stuff was brushed under the rug or overlooked, and we wonder why we have curses. We wonder why our girls, when what our girls are so strong and our boys are so weak. Spirit of worldliness. Oh, Jesus. Verse 6. We are of a God. He that knoweth God hears us. He that knoweth God, you hear. So if you know God, we, we should both be speaking the same thing. If you know God, his absolute homosexuality is a sin. So if I hear you start justifying, making excuses of it, you're worldly. You're part of the world. Because the Bible says to hate the world. Because if you're part of the world, then you are enemy to God. You're not a friend of God. You're part of the world. You want to go with the world set. Well, I don't want to be shunned. Then you read where the word of God says, those who live godly shall suffer persecution. Why did you get saved then? See, 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 you got baptized by that, that, that trip. The only thing you need was Jesus. No, you needed Jesus. Then you need to learn how to fight. 
So you got baptized. Yeah. You got baptized. A false prophet came in and said, only day you need Jesus. So you got Jesus, and then they just left you there at the altar. Didn't teach you how to fight the good fight of faith. Didn't teach you how to cast that stuff down out of your mind. Because you wonder why now I'm saved. I love Jesus. I cry. I got stains all over my the pews and stuff. And why I'm, why I'm still thinking about Shaquita. Because they never taught you when those thoughts come down, cast that stuff down in the name of Jesus. You just got back. You just got Jesus. And you found out Jesus alone ain't going to make it. You need Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the Word, the blood of Christ. The righteousness of God. You need all that, not just Jesus. So you got baptized. Oh, that's a good word. You got baptized. But at least I can tell you this by those y'all who got baptized, at least you got better off than I did. I got catharized. And you know what catharized? They didn't teach us nothing by net. We didn't know how to get saved. We, we was going to church, lost, and going to hell. At least y'all got saved. <laughs> y'all got saved. In the Catholic, we didn't know about being born again. What? Born again? We kissed statues and got molested by the priest. That's all we knew. Oh, y'all want to help me? Oh, Jesus. We of God, he that knows God hears us. He that is not of God, hear not us. So this is, understand why your unbelieving, believing relatives, when y'all talk, they don't talk God talk. They can't hear you because they're not of God. They're of, of the world. So quit crying and sobbing in your suit and stuff. Just Cut the cord. You by yourself, brother. Hey, I love you. But you're not of God. Everybody know we are the spirit of truth. And they the what? They the spirit of error. Why are you hanging out with people who speaking bad about your God? If somebody start talking bad about my mama, I would say, get out of my face. I'm not listening to you. You can't get. Why you keep hanging out with folks who's talking about your God? Putting your God down. Because I love them. I don't love them. Spirit of worldliness. False love. You want to fulfill your lust of rejection. Let me tell you something. You walk with Jesus, you're going to be rejected. The day I got born again, I came home and told my first wife that I was born again. She said, I'm out. Left me with two children. I just got saved. I just gave my life to the Lord Jesus. I had an encounter with God. He came into my heart and changed my heart. And everything looks so bright. I know it sounds corny, but I'm saying the flowers look different. People look, I was really born again, 
So I come home to her thinking, oh, man, that she's going to get born again. She said, I'm God. Yeah. Right. And then that fear came, and I felt like I, I couldn't live without it. <laughs> what am I going to do? I have two small little kids, and I'm a single black father. A black father with two kids. This was in the 80s. That wasn't popular then. <laughs> with two small kids. What am I going to do? So I said, this is what I would do. I'm going to put my two small boys to sleep. And while they sleep, I'm going to close all the windows and the doors in our apartment. And I'm going to turn on the gas. And I'm going to kill us all. You can be with God and still think stupid. I'm going to kill me and my son because I felt like I can't live without her. Till the spirit of God came into that living room and said, I did not save you for you to take your life. Ooh. That's the first time I audibly heard the voice of God. <laughs> you know, there's the audible voice and the still, the still small voice in your spirit. Audibly, you hear God out here. And when God speaks audibly, God didn't say, now see so. What's wrong with you? You know I love you, Cecil. And what's wrong? Right. That, that bold voice said, I did not save you for you to take your life. And it just so happened, one of my prophetess friends, she was uh, hid away on three days on a fast, and she was in it, and she told me, she said, God brought your face before me. And I started interceding. And God came in there and spoke that to me. And I said, I turned that gas off, opened the door, opened the windows. I grabbed my two sons. I said, we're going to be all right. 30-some years later, we all right. We all right. Those are the counters I had with God. And so that's why... <laughs> That's why you, 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 you can't run that game on me. Uh, God this. He's got, no, 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 no. I've heard the masculine. God is masculine. The Holy Spirit, even though he's a gentleman, he's, a, he's masculine. When he tell you, stop sinning. See, that's how God would talk to the Spirit. God would tell you, you know, quit lusting after that, that woman over there. That's how God talks. See, we want God, I want the Lord to fly down like a dove, pick up a squirrel, put a nut in his mouth, come onto the roof, to my front window, and tell him, that's God. No, no, God talked this way. Quit lusting. Repent. Renew your mind. Cast that stuff down. Love your wife. Love your wife. I said, love your wife, because you will not be able to go any further with me until you get this right. That's how God talks. 
Say, so we don't want those type of, we don't, we, we don't want to hear that kind of voice of God. That's how God would talk to you. Everybody think that God going to tell him, he's going to give me this big ministry. He's going to give me this, this big business and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, God calms down with those small things. Take care of your children. Get a job. Get a job. Why are you, why, why, why you laying around and doing nothing? Well, I, I got my wife. You're supposed to be the provider. That's how God tells. That's the, spirit, that's the spirit of truth and not error. Verse 7. Let me wrap this up. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 9. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Verse 10. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be a propitiation. A sacrifice for our sins. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so love us, we ought also to love one another. Look at this. Look at, he said, he said, God loves us. This is how this thing works. God loves you, you love me. Not God loves you, and I, oh, I love God. God loves you, how you reciprocate back to him, you love me. And a lot of Christians want to go past me, loving me. And try to love. And God, like, I ain't hearing you until you do it my way. Beloved, God so love us, we are also to love one another. Verse 12. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. Look at this is how God, how God, how do you know God lives here? Well, I can speak in tongues, I can raise the dead. Uh, no, how do we know that God dwells in you when you love the brethren? That's how, that's how, that's how we know God lives in you. Not because you got a nice house, nice, nice car, you got, you got a successful business and all that, because you have love towards the brethren. And his love is perfected in us, verse 13. Hereby know that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit, 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Verse 15, who savage confessed that Jesus is the Son of God? God dwells in him, and he in God. 16, and we have known and believed that the love that God hath towards us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. If you're walking in love towards your brother, love, 1 Corinthians 13, love is long-suffering, patient, suffer long, overlook, don't think any bad. That's love. How many, how many of us are doing that? And we say God dwells with how many of us are long suffering? How much is we we are patient? How many look at the best in that person? Even though they're doing that, but we still look at the best and like, yeah, they they still the righteous of God. That's the love of God that shed and brought in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of what? Judgment. 
if you walk in in the love of God and God is in you, you're going to be bold in the day of judgment because your intent is not anything else but love. So that's why you're bold. Because in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18. There is no fear. There you go. There is no fear in love. If you got fear, you're not in love. Oh, you're not him. If there's fear, you're not in love. If you're in fear, you can't stop fear coming to you. But you can stop fear taking residence in you. You can't stop fear from coming. Over in Isaiah, he says, fear, terror, and oppression. They're going to gather together. They're going to huddle, but he said, not by me. You can't stop it from coming, but I can stop it from taking residence in me. And how do I, how do, I do that? In love. In love. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. Fear would torment you. He that feareth, look at that. So y'all th thought earlier, y'all thought I just made this stuff up. Look at this. He that feareth, feareth is not made perfect in love. The three levels of perfected love. Love perfected towards God. Love perfected towards yourself. And love perfected towards your neighbor or who you need to love. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Can you see this is not the spirit of worldliness? This is not false love? Because this type of love is not fulfilling your lust. This type of love is blessing someone else. You're blessing God. You're blessing yourself. And you're blessing your neighbor. The spirit of worldliness is false love. It's just making excuses to fulfill my lust. I'm not blessing nobody. And I'm not even blessing myself. I'm cursing myself. He that fears is not made perfect in love, verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. So now since we love him because he first loved us, now I need to love somebody else. That principle where we love him because he first loved us. So now we got a hold of that. Now I go and first love somebody else, and they will love me. Then they'll take that same principle and go first love somebody else. And this love that we extend to somebody else, uh, let me give you a hint. Let me tell you the individuals that God's going to lead you to, to love. Oh, that don't like you. The scriptures always, oh, he already said that about blessing. And he's, that's why he said to bless your enemy. Why are you going to bless somebody? There, there's no power behind me blessing Mike. And I know Mike likes me and loves me. It's, it, there's, I'm, and, you know, we're going to get on a, a certain level, you know, satisfaction, but there's no power. But if I go and go bless and love a bigot 
who knows who outright don't like me because of my skin, but I heap coals of love on him. Now God can change his heart. I say it again, God can change his heart. Now I give God access to change his heart. Because I, I love in someone who don't. That's, that's why he said, bless your enemies. That gives me access, the Lord said, where I can turn that enemy to a friend. Let me wrap this up. If any man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. You see, you're lying. You say you love God and you ain't talked to your sister in 20 years, you lie. You're, you're bold faced lie. You still holding on stuff from childhood? And you say, oh, I love the Lord. I love Jesus. You're lying. Because we are in the ministry of reconciliation. So the love of God will move you with compassion that you'll reconcile that relationship, that broken relationship. Oh, y'all don't want to, you know, you don't want to work with me. I got to wrap it up. I got to wrap it up. But he that loveth not his brother, whom he, he has seen, how can you love God whom you have not seen? How can you hate your brother and say you love God and you see your brother all the time? You're a liar. And you know what the word says where liars got their place at, right? In the lake. Did I make that plain and clear enough to you? So you will not leave this place and say, I wonder what Pastor meant. He said, if I'm a liar, I have a place in the lake of fire. That's what the word says. All right. I love God, hated his brother. He's alive for he that loveth not his brother whom he have seen. How can he love God whom he had not seen? 21, let's wrap it up. And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. So the remedy to spirit of worldliness is I need to love my brother or sister. Right, not false love. I'm loving you. That's why we coin the term, and people think it's funny, funny when we say this, but that's why we tell people, I love you, and you can't do nothing about it. Because it's not false love. We don't want to love you to fulfill our lusts. Some preachers love their congregation because they can get, get, get money. Hey, we, we've been loving people in the ministry and we ain't get no money from them. Because the people are not our source. God is our source. But God will work through the people to be a blessing to us. But he, he may not choose to do that. Look, at, look how we get this reverend. God, he working us to the amount of giving we have, but God is just working through favor. The favor he put on South, on us, on the Swartz Southeast to get our needs met. So we still love y'all. We love y'all before that. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not to fulfill our lust. 
hey, I had a job. I know how to work. I know how to make money. So I'm not loving you. I'm not teaching all this stuff because I can to fulfill my lust. I love you because I've been called by God. And like Jesus said to Peter, do you love me, Peter? Yes, Lord, feed my lambs. Second time, he said, do you love me, Peter? He said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. The Bible said the third time, Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? The scripture said that Peter became irate. He said, you know I love you? Then feed my sheep. If, I, if we really love God and we love God's people, we're going to feed you the word. We're going to feed it to you in season and out of season. What does that mean? When you want to hear, when you don't want to hear. If, when you get offended, when you overjoy. We're going to give you the truth because I have to give you the truth because I have to stand before Christ one day. And I, when he, he said, well, why do you tell my people what I said? Well, Lord, I didn't want them to stop loving me. I wanted them to love me. So you wanted them to love you more than me. Oh, y'all get that next week. You, you wanted them to love you more than me. So now you have become their God. And my wife and I, we got that revelation 30 years. So that's why, hey, I'm fully persuaded. The day that we get ready to transition on to heaven, y'all know what to do. It ain't going to be no morning crying. Oh, Pastor Oh, Jesus, what are we going to do? Oh, Pastor. No. I know some right. Hey, you know what, how, what the pastor taught us? What we need to do? We trust God. Yeah, we're going to miss our man of God, our woman of God. But hey, we do what the word says. Can I? Y'all, y'all, y'all will do that, right? As I, I was sharing with Minister Holloway, this is how you can tell an effective leader is where the people don't need you no more. They know what to do. But if I have to have people constantly depending on me, I'm not an effective leader. Because there's, there's going to come a time we're going to be gone. And God's going to raise somebody else up. As long as you stay grounded and rooted in the word and the things of God, like I said, oh, yeah, you know, and we know, oh, man, we, man, we miss pastors. Well, I tell you, but God's going to raise, I don't know who God may raise up. God's going to raise somebody up to take this ministry to the next level. And so are we going to be submissive? According to what the word of God says, and follow the spirit of God that is on that person's life and say, let's, let's go and see what God wants to do to rest. And that's why a lot of churches are so stagnated and so paralyzed because a lot of preachers in the pulpit are insecure. And so they want the people to depend on them. No, 
I'm stabbing. Nah, I ain't coming to your house, too. Don't be calling me no two and three o'clock in the morning talking about pastor. I need prayer. Man, I'm trying to get my wife together and stuff. Don't be calling me. I'm going to teach you how to pray and how to get answers right. I want you to come and say, well, pastor, I did what the word said and God came through. Hallelujah. No. I am not, I'm not one of those run to your house type preachers. No, not unless you invite us or whatever. I don't, you know, you go home, you better work the word. Well, Pastor, what are we going to do? You do what I've been teaching you to do. That let me know you ain't been paying attention. No. We have never, all years, man, we have never been no running to people houses type preachers. And a lot of those preachers ain't doing them meddling anyhow, getting in stuff they don't need to get into. No. Do, if, if we got to do what the word said, that's why we teaching this. And then you would know God for yourself. And it just blessed me this morning. I'm just watching a deacon here. I remember this brother, he came in. Like he said, he, 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 only he knew was Genesis and Revelation. He ain't know, he ain't know nothing about nothing. Right. And, and, and I, remember, I remember back in the day, I would, you know, ask him to do something, man. He would take about a minute or two. And that's it, he'll do it. Now I see, I'm going to have to rebuke this brother for long suffering, long speaking. Oh, long-winded, man. <laughs> no, that, that, no that, 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 that blessed me. From Sunday school, how he doing the ties and all, and how he just, just letting that word just, man, I'm just, look at God. Look at God. Look at God. But just think if I was one of them pastors, a feminized preacher and have him depend everything. He'd be like a lot like these other deacons who get up and can't even don't know the word, don't know what scripture go to, and they just get them do a devotional. <laughs> by and by, Lord, when the Lord is coming, that's all they do. It's like, yeah. But to see the growth, and it's like, yes, Holy Ghost. Praise God. So I know if I'm not here. This deacon with the minister, they know what to do. Somebody should be able to get up and expound on the word. <laughs> Stand to your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. The spirit of worldliness. What is it? False love. I want you to love me so I can fulfill my lust. That's the spiritual warfare battle. But we got the victory. And the victory is in God's love. His love. I'm not trying to fulfill my lust. I just want to be a blessing. Because I love God. I love myself. And I love my neighbor. That's a threefold blessing. Hallelujah. Next week, we'll put um, part four.
the queen of the coasts. The queen of the coasts. Spiritual warfare. Somebody said, I didn't know spiritual warfare was like all like this, man. Yeah. That's being baptized. I got to come up with one for you, Diana. <laughs> Methodize. Methodize. <laughs> but we want to be word rise by the word. Okay, Wednesday night is prayer time. We'll be back here Thursday night. Thursday night teaching the benefits of God, being filled with the spirit. And then Saturday is the community carnival. Yeah. Ah, expecting some great things, some great salvation, deliverance, healing to be moved in that carnival. This is spiritual. We're about spiritual stuff. People may look at it as a natural thing, but this is spiritual stuff. We expected people to give their lives to Christ, to be healed. And we'll be back here next Sunday. Good to have everybody off of vacation. Yeah. We miss our vacationers. We appreciate our people. Hey, yes, yeah. Well, you know, they take long vacations. Yeah, yeah. But when they get back, yeah. Get back with our children, church. All right. Set your hearts and minds on the Father, your loving Father, your heavenly Father, your good Father, your righteous Father, your gracious Father, your father who declares and decrees righteousness and judgment. Your father who set up kings and bring kings down. Your father who extend favor and mercy and love and kindness. Our holy father. But most of all, he's the father of our brother Jesus. And we're born again today. Jesus is our elder brother. And now his father becomes our father. So now when we cry out Abba to him, he's our daddy God. He's our father. He's not the man upstairs. He's not just the guy, the big guy. He's, he's my heavenly father. He's my pata, my sustainer, my maintainer, my provider. And we love him because he first loved us. So we thank him. We thank you, Lord, for being our father. We thank you, Lord, for giving us knowledge and information of your word or truth. And Father, we lay hold on these truths and we're going to run with them and do great exploits on your behalf. Father, thank you for the ones that are here and are part of this ministry. We call them from the north to south, the east and west to give up the sons and daughters of Almighty God to come into this place to fulfill the vision. We thank you, the ones who are not here, continue to bless them and watch over them. We thank you for our, our friends of Southeast who you have used to be a blessing to us, and we've been a blessing to them by giving the, your word to them of renewing of their minds and changing their hearts. Father, we take authority. We plead the blood of Jesus over each group that the enemy will not come in and to destroy this relationship. 
through offense or misunderstanding or harboring ill will, whatever, but that the spirit of truth will knit us together, bind us together in the, in the word and in the love of God. We thank you for being so good to us. Lord, continue to bless your people, heal them, prosper them, deliver them, and set them free. Place a hunger, thirst of righteousness in their hearts. Because you said you were those who hunger, thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So we want to be filled up, overflowing in your righteousness as we go forth to do great, great exploits on your behalf. We thank you and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Be a blessing, not a curse. Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at CecilHolloway at Yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.